Bawomni from BA. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 6th of April 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. Olisa Adbakoba, a former president of the Nigerian Bar Association, best known as NBA, has asked the election tribunal to conclude the presidential petitions before the 29th of May. The 29th of May officially marks the end of President Buhari's tenure and will see a handover of power to Bola Tinubu, the president-elect. The post-election has been filled with petitions from opposing parties, challenging their presidential results and how there have been calls for the Independent National Electoral Commission chairman to resign. Last week, the Department of State Services said that it had confirmed a plot quote, by some key players, unquote, to install an interim government and stop Tinubu from being sworn in as president. Reacting to the findings on Monday the 3rd, Agbakoba said that a speedy dispensation of presidential election petitions would be the most effective strategy against having an interim government. The time frame allowed by law for which an election petition must be heard and judgment delivered is 180 days, from the date of the filing of the petition, while an appeal from a decision of an election tribunal or court must be heard and disposed of within 60 days from the date of the delivery of the judgment of the tribunal. Still on the post-election saga, the National Broadcasting Commission, best known as NBC, has fined Channels Television 5 million naira, almost $11,000, for a recent interview with Dati Baba Ahmed, vice presidential candidate of the Labour Party, or LP. While speaking on a channel's television program last week, Baba Ahmed asked Olukayode Ariwola, the Chief Justice of Nigeria, not to swear in Tinubu as president. The LP vice presidential candidate said that there is no president-elect because Tinubu did not meet the requirements of the Constitution. In the letter, which was made public on Saturday the 1st, the NBC said that the broadcast was volatile and capable of inciting public disorder and violated some sections of the Broadcasting Code. The fine came two days after the ruling All Progressives Congress Presidential Campaign Council asked the NBC to penalize channels television over Baba Ahmed's comments. In the health sector, the cholera outbreak in the country is worsening. On Monday the 3rd, the Nigeria Centre for Disease Control, or NCDC, said that 922 suspected cases of cholera have been recorded across the country. The NCDC said that of all the cases recorded since the beginning of 2023, Cross River State accounted for 70% of the cumulative cases across the country. The state also accounted for 50% of all cholera deaths in Nigeria. NCDC also said that most of the casualties have been people over 45 years of age, both male and female. It is very important to wash our hands and promote all forms of good hygiene. On to some good news. Hadi Sirika, Minister of Aviation, said that the runway 18R at the Murtala Mohammed International Airport in Lagos would be operational soon. Some weeks ago, we told you that the Federal Airports Authority of Nigeria, or FAAN, 
closed runways 18R and 36L in the airport for maintenance work that would span for eight weeks. Airline operations were not affected during this period, though. After visiting the site for inspection on Saturday the 1st, Sirica said that the progress on the runway maintenance has advanced and that operations should begin before the end of April. Let's take a dive into the business world. On Monday the 3rd, the Nigerian Exchange Limited, or NGX, said that it has suspended trading in the shares of Sterling Bank PLC. In its weekly report of market activities, NGX said that the suspension took effect on Thursday the 30th. Sterling Bank is concluding arrangements for its transition from a commercial banking group to a holding company, and once authorization is received, the bank gets a license to veer into other businesses within financial services, including pensions, insurance, asset management and fintech. Meanwhile, the Nigeria Sovereign Investment Authority, or NSIA, said that its total assets grew to 1.02 trillion naira, about $2 billion, at the close of the financial year, which ended on the 31st of December 2022. In its 2022 full-year audited results released on Thursday, the investment institution said the asset growth indicated a 10.5% increase from the 919 billion naira, almost $1 billion, recorded in 2021. The NSIA, however, said that it had a lesser income compared to other years and attributed the decline to strong macroeconomic headwinds. The institution said although its earnings are lower than that of 2021, it remained confident in its investment strategy and would continue to explore opportunities to mitigate risks and achieve its investment objectives. Moving on, Babagana Zulu, governor of Borno State, said that about 300,000 Nigerian refugees have been repatriated from neighboring countries. Speaking on Friday, the governor said that the repatriation exercise was already in the fourth phase and that the federal government had already released an additional 15 billion naira, about $32 million, for the program. The government had earlier said three settlement camps would be constructed for displaced Nigerians from neighboring countries including Chad, Cameroon and Niger Republic. While we are on the subject of development work, Matthias Schmale, the United Nations resident and humanitarian coordinator in Nigeria, said that a lot of displaced persons in the northeast risk are resorting to survival sex, child labor and begging due to acute malnutrition. In a statement on Friday the 29th, Schmale said he visited El Miskin Internally Displaced Persons Camp in Maiduguri, Borno State Capital, and was alarmed by the impact that conflict was having on vulnerable people, particularly children. He said that the people at the camp were among the 4.4 million people who would need emergency food assistance during the lean season from June to August. Schmale said that acute malnutrition was expected to double in Nigeria when compared to that of 2022, which affected 690,000 children 
and called for more effort to support the government in providing access to education to secure a better future for the vulnerable. On Thursday, Yul E. Dochie, the popular Nigerian actor, lost Kamili Chuku, his eldest son. He was said to have developed a seizure while playing football in school and was rushed to Mother and Child Hospital in Lagos, where he was confirmed dead. The actor is yet to make an official statement about his son's demise. However, the Lagos State Police Command said that it will investigate the death. In lighter news, Saga Adeolu and Nini Singh, the former Big Brother Naija or Bibi Naija, season six housemates are engaged. During their time on the reality TV show, the pair caught the attention of Bibi Naija's viewers over their intimate affair, which generated a lot of mixed feelings. Although Nini had repeatedly said she has a boyfriend outside the house, the reality stars remained cozy friends. In a video released on Friday, Saga proposed to Nini after which she accepted. The duo are, however, yet to post about their engagement on their social media pages, but have received congratulatory messages from their fans, family and friends. The sports sector is doing well. On Sunday the 2nd, Nigeria won the third edition of the Nigeria Cricket Federation Women's T20I Invitational Tournament, beating Rwanda by nine runs at the Tafawa Balewa Cricket Oval in Lagos. The match, which was a repeat of last year's edition final, pitched Nigeria against arch-rival Rwanda, who was also the defending champion. And that's it for this week. What is your favorite place in Nigeria? Write to us at nigeria at and let us know. Oh, double.